for uh, about five minutes, and then we'll, uh, we've got something else to run with. So, we're talking about sight. Sight is the, the theme of this, if you hadn't got that already. And it started back, it started back one night when I was putting my son Jay to bed. Now, he's uh, three years old. And uh, I was putting him to bed, uh, like I do every so often, uh, which is an interesting exercise every so often. You're laughing, at, you're laughing at that. I do put him to bed every so often. It's an interesting exercise. If you've ever had a three-year-old, you'll understand why. And the, the last thing that we do together is to pray. We, we pray together. Although, when it comes down to it, it's more like me praying and him asking lots of questions. And most nights, most nights, Jay asks me, he says, where is God? Because he can't see God. He can't see God. And, and then we're into this conversation. It's like, yeah, right. It's like this, Jay. God, God is everywhere. God is everywhere. But he doesn't have a, a body like us. He's in our heart. He's in our home. He's in our lives. He's in our world. And we can talk to him and he listens to us. And Jay seemed confused at that because he can't see God like he can see me. But I have the sense, I have the sense that, that Jay isn't asking because he doesn't believe in God. I have the sense that he's asking because he does believe in God and he fully expects God to show up in his bedroom uh, physically there and then, which would probably freak me out a lot more than it would Jay. <laughs> and every time, every time that me and Jay get into that conversation together, I think about a scene, a scene in a book called Dangerous Wonder, which I've read a number of times. It's a fantastic book. It's only a really short scene, but it's just so meaningful. It keeps coming back into my mind. And it's this. A four-year-old girl was over here, overheard whispering into her newborn baby brother's ear. Baby. She heard this. Baby. She whispers, tell me what God sound like because I'm starting to forget. Tell me what God sounds like because I'm starting to forget. We can't see God. The Bible says that God is spirit and, and the spirit is more like the wind in that it blows. And we can hear it but we can't see it. And we can see the effects of it but we don't know where it's coming from. We don't know where it's going. And we can sense it but we can't touch it. And our memory verse, the one that we just did there in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 18 it speaks about God, it speaks about faith, it, it speaks about the seen and the, the unseen, the temporary and the eternal. It says, so we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. And what I want to say is that God is here right now, he's here right now. If we can fix our eyes on what is unseen, if we can fix our eyes on God, then we will experience him anyone anyone recognize this anyone recognize this a wing mirror yes if it looks like yours and it probably is sorry about that you can collect it at the end of the service so this is a wing mirror I was watching the film Jurassic Park Jurassic Park the other week and there is a, a connection here a connection I don't know if you remember the scene from Jurassic Park where there is the, the dinosaur chasing the jeep. Do you remember that scene? The dinosaur chasing the jeep. And the children, the children are there in the, in the jeep and they look in the, the rear view mirror only to see this T-Rex gaining ground on the mouth open, raging. And that was the time when I thought maybe it wasn't the right film to be watching with Jay, but never mind. 
We'd gone too far, do you know what I mean, to actually stop it at that point. Uh, but the wing mirror, the wing mirror, across the bottom of the mi- mirror, and we should see it on screen, across the bottom of the mirror uh, is written, objects in mirror are closer than they appear. Objects in mirror are closer than they appear. And maybe you can relate to this. I know for me, through the years of, of following Jesus, it often, often hasn't been at the time when I was going through something that God felt obvious, that I knew what God was saying or, or doing in my life. But when I look back, when I look back in the rear view mirror, it isn't a, a raging dinosaur that I see, but a loving heavenly father who is protecting, who is guiding where I'm going and where I've been. And even when I wasn't looking, when I wasn't looking, when I had my own back turned to God, ignoring him, hiding, running from him, he remained closer, a lot closer, a lot closer. And I can see it now. I can see it when I look back. And the Bible, the Bible, God's inspired words and and stories for us. It speaks into this. There is a, a psalm in the Bible. It's like an old song, although we're not too sure on the tune. Probably some ancient drum and bass was going on there for the psalm writer. And he talks about God like this, that he is close. Even when our back is turned. It says in Psalm 139, in these three verses or sentences, 7, 8 and 9, it says, Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. God is everywhere. And it is us. It's us who often do the hiding. We do the, the running. If we'd only move out into the open, if we'd only stop and listen and sense, then we would know that God is there in our waking hours. God is there in our sleeping hours. Whether we feel distant or near, God is there. See, the the story of the Bible, the Bible isn't primarily about people wanting to be close to God. Often people hide and run. The story of the Bible is about God wanting to be close to people. It's about him finding us and through Jesus, God doing everything possible for him to be close to us. And this brings me to the subject of golf. Golf, and you're thinking, really? Golf? Yes, really, golf. A game that requires sight. A game that requires belief in the unseen. Like, I know my golf ball is here somewhere. (laughs) And I want to introduce to you right now, I want to introduce to you a couple of golfing legends. So here we go. Let's introduce the golfing legends right now. Over range a couple of times, it didn't look too difficult. And uh, what resulted? What resulted was a great walk with friends that was interrupted by some horrible mishits, lots of sand and water and trees and lost balls. And I came last. And I'm not sure if the uh, the chimp advertising is an attempt to get me back out on the golf course to uh, to to defend my loser's trophy. But looking at the chimp, I'm a little intimidated, to be honest. Now, golf isn't easy. And sure, you can enjoy some early success with just hitting the ball. 
But it takes time. It takes time out on the golf course. It takes time talking to people like Nigel and Dave, asking their advice about which club to use and how to swing it, the stance, the hips, the hands. It's all essential. And for me, with God as well, he can be immediate. We can pray right now, and God is that close. But to get to know God, it takes time. We almost have to practice. We have to practice his closeness. We have to practice his presence. And this is where people like Nigel and David come into their own. Us, you and me, children, young people, adults, call it church, gathering together as followers of Jesus. God is present in that. God is close. And if you don't know too much about God, then being in church, experiencing God like this, talking to someone who has followed Jesus for, for some time, someone who is used to the, the day-to-day living with God close in their lives, talking to them, they will tell you how you do that. They can tell you their own story and having listened to that, having to listen to how they got to know God, it will make a lot more sense then. We're getting to the finish now. We're getting to the finish. And one final story from the Bible that shows that it isn't just us. It isn't just us who can be surprised by the closeness of God. This encounter comes in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, the first book in the Bible. And through in chapter 28, Jacob, Jacob, one of those Bible characters, he was out and he was traveling. He was going through some rugged desert type terrain. Night had come, darkness fell and he, he stopped. He stopped, he took a stone, he put it under his head and he, and he slept. What followed was a dream. A dream and he saw a stairway that was resting on the earth and at its top, the, at the top of the stairway, it reached to heaven and there were, there were angels ascending and descending, going up and down this stairway. And there above it stood the Lord who spoke to Jacob and he gave him a promise about offspring and land, all very significant but for us, it's about, it's about what happened when he woke up. In verses 16 and 17, it says, When Jacob awoke from the sleep, he thought, Surely the Lord is in this place. And I was not aware of it. He was afraid and said, How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Jacob, when he awoke, was surprised by God's presence. When he looked in the, in the rear view mirror and realised that night where he had stopped, where he had slept, where he had dreamt, God had been there. And this, where we are now in church, what is the, the house of God? This is an awesome place. And I suspect, I suspect that we all know, we all know that this world exists in so much more than what we can see or hear or touch with our physical bodies. And children, children, they, they get this so much more than adults. Our God hearing, our God sensing can get dulled as we get older. It can get taken from us by the doubts and despairs of the world that we can see and that we live in. But this moment, and this is what I want to say, this moment right now is as God-filled as any moment that we have ever lived. And now as we finish, as we finish, I want us to sing and be open. The song that we're going to sing is called Open the Eyes of My Heart. And the repeating part of the verse, it goes like this. It says, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, 
Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. I want to see you. And it isn't like some GCSE biology paper gone wrong. It is expressing that desire to know and see more of God. But it isn't with these eyes. It isn't with these eyes that we're going to see him. Not in this world. But it's with these eyes in here. These eyes in here. And as we sing it, whether you've made a commitment, to, a personal commitment to following Jesus or not, start singing. Start singing. Be open. Be open and listen out for him. See with your heart. Because he may be closer than you think. So let's stand and pray and then we'll sing.